You are about to experience the result of hard work and dedication from the City of Champions, Cleveland's own, 90th's finest. Self-made, hard-working entrepreneurs, unequivocally raw, no holds barred. This is Epiphany Media. I remember the shows. I just, uh, I remember the shows. It's just, you know what I'm saying? When we, you know, you do some shows, you know what I'm saying? On video, on video. I just, I forget the number, but I do remember the shows, though. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Man, thank y'all for tuning in once again. Uh, you know, hopefully our top fans join us today. Um, we appreciate y'all. We most definitely will appreciate uh, people who are listening to and watching this for the first time. But today's show is sponsored by Windows Door. Thank you for sponsoring the show. But yeah, man, it's been a it's been a it's been a rough week. Man. Week. Uh, has it? I mean, I mean, you know, we lost the Black Panther, but you know, what else? What else happened this week? Oh, see, uh, you know, just the stuff that I'm seeing on the news. It's like, wow, nobody knew. Nobody. Knew. That that's what I call being private. Right? That's what I like. That's what I aspire to be. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you a hundred thousand percent on that because I mean, for you to keep doing movies, like being able to do movies. Uh, time and time and I mean like blockbuster like not just straight to DVD joints that a lot of people want to see like you're talking about real 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 uh, movies like you know what I'm saying the Avengers and and uh, the Five Bloods like real big huge movies you know what I'm saying like, this is crazy that you can keep it together and do and, and you know do what you got to do you know what that, that Five Bloods movie it wasn't designed for him to be in it a lot but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, did he take that that role because, you know, he didn't really have to do much acting in it? That's a very good point. <sighs> I didn't think about that, but that's a good point, though. Like, it's, it's super possible um, and it, that it worked out that way. I, like, I, I don't know nobody that knew, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, I'm sure his friends in Hollywood or whatever, I'm sure they, they probably knew, you know what I'm saying? Maybe Spike Lee knew. That's why, you know, kind of rid him for a, a rope him in uh, for a road where he wouldn't like be so taxing on him. Yeah. Wow. Man, wow. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, said. Hey, yeah. I'm tired of people uh, posting that video talking about the interview that he had on the red carpet when he was uh, in the Avengers uh, after part one of uh, Endgame. And he talking talk about, I'm dead. I'm dead. Like, no, oh, that's from the movie. He ain't talking about himself. Yeah, man. People take it too far. <laughs> you know, people like to, uh, you know, the conspirators, man. You know how it go. You're right. You know how it go. Um, right. 
So yeah, man. So, uh, sorry, Amanda said a very inspiring story of strength and uh, uh, persistence. Um, the understatement. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we all got jobs to do. You know what I'm saying? Like we we all stuff that we enjoy doing or whatever. But, um, you know, I love, everybody got complaints and everybody got, uh, you know, um, uh, stuff that they wish was better or whatever. Like, but then when you see some stuff like that, like, you know, what I'm saying he a star, so he could have made a big deal of it, had like an announcement. You know what I'm saying? And, and I ain't knocking nobody to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Alice Trebek or whatever who, you know, had cancer and all this stuff. So, um, you know, but to, to just keep it quiet completely like that, um, that's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, I mean, a certain thing you don't want everybody to know. So, if people would have known, they probably wouldn't have got a role. Maybe probably wouldn't have got the Black Panther you know? Yeah. So, but then at the same time, something personal is that, that like you're on stage four, you know, nothing, you know, basically not coming back from that. And uh, they probably didn't want to have any, give them any pity, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I just want to keep everything normal. Yeah, that, that's true too. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Amanda said, uh, I watched my mom battle with breast cancer. The big C is no joke, life shattering for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's a. Uh, it's, it's, it ain't no joke, man. I don't care what stage it is. Like, it ain't no joke. Um, so I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Amongst everything that's going on in the world. Um, it's just, uh, it's tough, man. It's just, it's, it's just tough, straight up. But other stuff is, uh, I don't want to say quote unquote normal, but, you know, <laughs> that, that other stuff been going on, yeah. you know, uh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it is what it is. Hey, but since we're talking about, you know, actors and movies, hey, but, you know, they talk about the movie's about to go up. Would you pay damn their $50 date to go to the movies? It's, it's your pocket. It's your pocket's worth it. No, that's not, that's not a financially a good, I don't, I don't feel personally that that's a good financial, uh, Financially smart thing to do. <laughs> I ain't no <laughs> a fifty dollar movie day. Oh no, I can't. Uh, that's that's not really for me. <laughs> like, I know there was some some uh, places offering uh, fifteen fifty cent or something something like that. Uh, AMC doing like fifty cent still, movies or something. Especially you got. Well, shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, hey, look, we throw back sponsors all when they when they do our charity event. You know what I'm saying? When we put on the charity event and hey. they're the first people to stand out. I know they're going through it right now, but shout out to AMC, man. I hope you. <laughs> hey, when you help, when you help, when you help the kids get book bags throughout the city, it's uh, most definitely yeah. a brand that I continue to support. But for sure, when the prices wasn't fifty cents, <laughs> do I go on all like that? <laughs> not really, you know, not really. <laughs> But now you got, you know, the corona thing going on. You got to lay back in the lounge chair after somebody that sat there and paying $10 a ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, I ain't, you know, that's too much to pay to risk, risk it. See, like, if you, if you want to. I'm about to go to the uh, drive-in right now. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, for first, Amanda said, uh, $50 for what? A date to the movies? So I don't think she would it either. I don't, I don't think she would it. And then, uh, your mom said, uh, fire, <laughs> it's not like a fire stick type of date. Which I agree completely. Hey, that's my favorite. <laughs> we, we can get those. Uh, we can get those. Uh, uh, 
You still get the, the same dollar store snacks that you would get before you go to the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like the same, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's all the same tips and tricks. You know what I'm saying? You just don't got to uh, hide in nowhere. You just can, you know, walk in like a normal, <laughs> like a normal human, man, to see your own living room and watch whatever movie you want to. Right, instead of going to Pine, Pine Crest and, uh, you know, trying to order a steak while you're watching uh, a movie, you can cook a steak on the grill. <laughs> And have your candies and your popcorn for less than $20. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about movies going up that, that much. Uh, I don't know who's going to be with it, but um, yeah, financially, I don't think that'll be a good thing. What, like, what? Through, throughout this quarantine, like, we, we didn't talk about it a little bit. Like, how, personally, B, how, how do you feel about your finances with, like, throughout the quarantine? Like, you feel like. You've been doing good saving. You feel like you've been doing good playing with the stock market. You feel like you've been doing good, or you, or maybe you're just frivolous. How you feel? Uh, okay, at the beginning of the quarantine, I was, I was strict on you know not spending anything, right? Right. So, uh, we got blessed with those stimulus checks. <laughs> I put. <laughs> I put I put eight hundred dollars I think I put dollars on a credit card no no seven hundred dollars on a credit card uh, you know paid off seven hundred dollars on a credit card I opened up a secure card and then the last two hundred dollars I spent on myself and I bought uh, I bought a red dot now you know buying spending a thousand dollars on something that I you know needed versus two hundred dollars on something that I wanted I think that was a good financial decision. <laughs> Because I could have easily, you know, spent that thousand dollars on something that I wanted, you know. So you feel like, like so as a as a whole, taking everything you did, you feel like, you know, we don't even know when the quarantine and all this stuff official, like when all this stuff officially going to be over. But like, do you feel like you're you're ahead, behind, or like you broke even? Like, take everything into consideration. Um, I probably broke even. Bro. <laughs> um, I, I still, but like I still, you know, saved a good amount, but I still broke even because you got businesses around here giving crazy deals uh, during the uh, pandemic, crazy deals, so I couldn't turn them down. Um, but I still broke even because I didn't spend as much money as I would have <laughs> if I would pay the price, you know. It's a fair point. But I, I ate, you know, the rest of it. Going to the re- uh, restaurant thing cut out, so I was eating in, buying groceries. Now you can still go to the restaurants now, but I'm so used to eating at home. It's like, wow, I'm cooking better than these, uh, than uh, some of these restaurants. And I can save more money, you know? I can save money. But sometimes you gotta go, you know what I'm saying? You get tired, you got to take the meat out the night before. But I'm, I'm gonna stay at home. I'm gonna stay at home, cook better. Same, you know, same shit. Uh, you know, steaks and burgers and. But it'd be better because you made it at home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I cooked it perfectly. I don't. I don't got to worry about nobody breathing up with my food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not washing their hands. I, look, we went to this. Uh, you know, it's like little Sunday. But uh, you know, so I went to the bathroom. One of the line cooks was in there. He washed his hands. Probably about ten. Nigga, ten seconds. Is, you can't sing a birthday song in ten seconds. All right. So. It ain't like he went to the regular store either. He was in the, you know, he was in the full, full, uh, you know, you could put your uh, bathroom in there, you know, like that one. So, 
And he ain't washed his hands long enough. So that's that's one of the reasons. So like, I don't want E. coli. I don't want to catch E. coli and Corona when I go out to eat. So did you leave immediately? My order was <laughs> my order was already late. Oh man, I, I was starving. Uh, yeah, I didn't I, want to tell the people I was awake because then it probably ruin their appetites. <laughs> yeah, but you might have saved them from E. coli, like you said. Um, they survive. <laughs> they good. <laughs> Let me see. Amanda said, uh, spending way too much on takeout and DoorDash. Oh, so Amanda, I'm assuming, and anybody else in the comments, y'all can feel free to jump in too. Uh, let us know how y'all feel about y'all finances as potentially in the middle like, or the middle of... Uh, I guess because we ain't gonna have no cure for it you know, a while to go. So, like, I, like I don't how do you, know when it's gonna be over. Yeah, like, so how do you feel about your finance? Are you ahead? Are you breaking even? Or are you behind? Um, Amanda, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that you are probably breaking even because, I mean, I don't know what you was doing before, but if you was going out, you know, saying to restaurants and bars and stuff, or, you know, saying, uh, well, I don't know, she still says takeout and stuff, takeout and DoorDash. So, Amanda, you might be behind. Awesome. You just added DoorDash to your Thank list, gosh. so you might be, uh, oh man, the DoorDash fees are ridiculous, by the way. It's ridiculous, but they got to make their money somehow, and that's on you being lazy, and I want to go to the uh, store and get it yourself. <laughs> but the thing I don't like Good about point. DoorDash is, uh, if you got a problem with your order, you really can't contact them directly. You can't even contact the restaurant directly, because you ordered it through DoorDash. Through so you got to go DoorDash yeah. to get your money back. Well, I don't really like that. And sometimes they take too long. Your food be cold. That's why I said you got home. It'll be fresh. Uh, Amanda said that she's behind for sure. No question. Um, so for me, I think that I'm. I don't know. I I I, I probably broke. Even. I don't know. I, I I probably broke even, but I feel like I ended up a little bit ahead based off of one, I bought a house in, in the beginning of a pandemic. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so all my, uh, my stimulus money and all that stuff went into the house, which is great. It's a great investment and all that good stuff. Uh, so, you know, that would take you behind, you know, saying, uh, money that you put aside, you know, you put it for, you know, uh, closing costs, down payment, all that stuff. Um, but then I did some, you know, I've been having a pretty positive, uh, overall, like investing wise, pretty positive, uh, half a year, which is just, it's practically, uh, December. So I've been having a, a pretty positive, uh, eight months, you know, it's an eight, almost nine months. So, uh, I feel pretty, feel like, I, you know, without that part, I probably would have been even, but I feel pretty good about it so far. So I'm going to say I'm slightly ahead. So, uh, we got, um, so that's good though. I feel like I'm a little bit ahead. You feel like you broke even. Amanda says she's definitely behind. Uh, no, no see, question. I see, but what you bought, it, it has the, uh, it has the chance to appreciate. You know what I'm saying? So, let the money now on the house and put money into it, you know, that hurts your pockets. But, you never know. You know, a few years, you could flip it and you may, you know, you know, 66% of, you know, what you put in. Um, see, me, that's the purchase I made is uh, depreciating. Uh, 
No, I just said I'm hopeful. You said 166%. I'm hopeful. <laughs> I, I'm hopeful. I'm on your, I'm on your side. So <laughs> what I bought was an asset. So, you know, I you know, I had a, the car I was driving was car. Smart. You know, smart to get a used car, but it was breaking down on me. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff was wrong with it. So I said, you know what? It's time for me to flip. So I sold that car for 1200 I had to put 1000 down. This all happened the same day, but we ain't, I ain't bragging. I'm not bragging about that, but I sold it for a thousand. <laughs> then went, then made the deal, you know. Uh, and then I, you know, I had to put down a thousand, you know. So I put down a thousand, and uh, I was good. So, uh, but now I got something that's depreciated. I'm thinking like, damn, like it's cool because it's new, but at the same time, I'm not gonna get as much money that I put in. I'm not gonna get it back. <clears throat> yeah, car, cars. I mean, you know, it's the, the, the old ad is like, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it immediately is worth less. And it's pretty much true. You know what I'm saying? Like, however you look at it, it's pretty much true. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I just turned 30, and I just wonder how, you know, my finances would have been like in my 20s. Or I bought a house, I did buy one in my 30s. Or I waited till later to buy one in my forties. Like just, to, I just wonder like how the how the finances would have been different. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, would it be like so? You buy a house in your twenties. Let's say let's say you take the full thirty years to pay it off. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you'll have more time. Like as a as a person, and you'll be closer towards the beginning of your life than the end. Typically, time to pay it off. And you know, start a family and all that stuff, get all that stuff out of the way kind of early. Uh, but are you more prepared financially when, when you're in your thirties? Like, are you further in your career when you're in your forties? Like, so would it be a better investment time then? Like, that's something we definitely want to go over with our because I'm 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 interested in just how it would be different. Like, on the show. like you know, we try to tell you all week. I don't know if y'all seen it, but we do have a guest. Let me, so uh, please, you know, please stay t- please stay tuned in for that. Let me but, catch. Uh, oh, but back to no, go ahead. That's what, huh? right, right. what you were saying. Um, you know, right be, right before the pandemic, I had a, I had a, uh, a mishap. Like I was in my room, I was cleaning my room. I had moved the table. And I had bro- I had broke a window in my room. How you do that? That was like, that was like right after Christmas too. Well, my room is, you know, my office slash room is usually dirty, so I say, you know, since I got some time, um, I clean it up. But, uh, you know, the, the window in my room is old, so, you know what I'm saying? You know, the glass and them break. The rest of the ones do, so when I did that, I'm like, you know, what the hell am I supposed to do? I broke my goddamn window. So I'm looking online, I'm looking online. This why I said 189 for installation in the window. Uh, really? Know, possibly do that. What kind so, of window? Man, they got the tabs on it, so somebody can't look it from the out. If they try to look it from the outside, you know, it only goes so much. You need, you need the security ones. I agree. So, I grabbed I grab one of those from uh, from every window and door. Uh, you know, the owner, his name is Dave. Real cool, you know, real down to earth. He told me, uh, you know, give him some time. Couple of days, he did my house, do some measurements, came to the measurements, came back the next day, knocked out the window, everything was good. So I highly recommend them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a website down there, Premier Window 
door.com. And I got the phone number 440-313-1498. Check them out. <laughs> well, definitely check them out. Shout out to Premier Window and Door for sponsoring our show. Uh, Mr. Granberry said, uh, I, I did not spend monies during the pandemic. However, I gained weight because I was doing more cooking. Our finances were pretty good because we weren't spending money. Wasn't going nowhere. So that's why I, I agree too. Uh, I feel like people would not have been behind for the most part. You know, it's a situation different, but if there, are no, there were no places to go. You know, you know, at the time you couldn't go to bars or restaurants and stuff. Um, but as we've seen, you know, on one of our shows in the middle of the pandemic, we talked about how alcohol sales were, were way up. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like certain uh, <laughs> extracurricular activities were up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like certain stuff was down. So, um, you know, it, it's, I, but I would assume for the most part, people would be ahead, but people just be uh, ignorant when it comes to like as a whole. So, I should be surprised, like I am, you know what I'm saying, with, with people not going nowhere, and I, and I get it, like unemployment, uh, how, you know, how, how the unemployment rate was, and, you know, but people that was unemployed for the most part, I don't want to say for the most part, because I don't really know, but people was getting that extra money on top of like a stimulus check and all this stuff, and you think people will be saving for a rainy day, but people no. don't think like that. Um, no, if you used to living off $2,000, $2,000, and unemployment now you making four thousand dollars a month i mean what you gonna do you gonna spend an extra two because yeah you living on you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? It was bring extra, uh, extra, like whatever your unemployment is, and you know it varies for the, for, um, <laughs> for you know whatever job or however much money you make, but uh, extra twenty four hundred dollars a month, please, <laughs> please, like, like you know what I'm saying? Please let me off, like just, just give me like two months of, of uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we just gotta save money here. Cool. Let me volunteer. And uh, I'll sit down for two months at home, my house together, like exactly what I want, whatever, whatever. Like, man, I've n never in my life, like, it's, it's the most insane thing ever. Um, and yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, look, I, I, I like to think so, but knowing me, like, I would have been being reckless in the stock market. <laughs> I would have been, been, look, I, look, I just, I stand the right. Like, I, I said the right thing, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, that's what I would want to do, is, like, get my house exactly how I want it. Man, knowing me, if I had some extra, uh, extra couple hundred bucks, I'm, man, I'm reckless for a little bit. Not with everything, but just whatever little extra money I got, like, I got some long-term stuff that I'm keeping, but everything does, man. I would have been like, airlines, yep, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, uh, cruises, man, they go, they got to come back here sometime, you know, I'll be talking all types of things, so. <laughs> that's terrible man um so uh so, so your mom said uh people were not saving their money once they receive that money uh yeah everybody got a new car and, and look everybody get caught anyway
But like this is like taxis on steroids, man. Like everybody had a new car. Like it was thirty day tags for everybody. Like, I've everybody. never seen nothing like it, man. It's the most incredible thing. I've seen thirty day tags. I've never even seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> People writing. People write uh, temporary tag numbers on just a piece of paper, cardboard, put them, <laughs> you know, in their windows. There's not enough temporary times to go around. It's crazy. It's the greatest thing ever, man. So with that being said, we want to bring in our guest, man. Uh, <laughs> I hope we can learn some stuff and, and, and not be so reckless and learn how to save. And so we all can get like uh, like Angel, who said she ain't been spending, she ain't been spending nothing, uh, except for she just said that she's been uh, shopping and spending on Amazon because she was bored. <laughs> so let's find out how not to be bored. Let's bring in our guest. <laughs> this is so so ridiculous, man. So let's bring in our guest, uh, Eric. Eric Tobert. Hey. Get you in how here. are you guys? Hey, how you doing? Welcome. So, so wait a minute, Emmanuel. Like I got, I gotta tell you stuff, right? Yeah. You know how you said you just you said you said how you just bought a house at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The last time that we had this great big recession back in 07, 08, I bought a house in October and the market went to shit in, in November of 07. And it just flopped out and this was a real estate price. Right. So you know that 160% you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying, dude, right? I'm not lying. I put, you know, big chunk in and then it worked. You know, because I'm self-employed, you know, I'm still working, but you won't talk to me, right? And then my wife got laid off, and I'm like, man, and you're a financial advisor. Right. You should have seen this. Yeah. You should have seen this coming. Yeah, like, I think, I, I, so, I just, I just think back to, to that, I just think back to that time. Yeah. To get to the point where, you know, you're wrong. Now, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Right. But, man, I was sweating bullets, right? <laughs> I was sweating bullets. Man, I, I, I just think back to... Uh, I just think back to like, about that time. About market crashing, all that. Yeah. And to answer one of the other questions you said about, you know, when the pandemic going to be um, let me let you know a little secret, right? Mm. It probably will not be over until this time next year or maybe even a little bit later, mm-hmm. into the fall of next year. Oh, wow. So because I mean think about it. think about it for a second, okay? Hmm? For for the pandemic, right? They got a debate. And there's a hardcore thirty five percent of the population that will not take that vaccine. So even if they develop the perfect one, which would be a miracle if they work <laughs> right. time around and come out with it now. That'll be an absolute miracle if they get that done. Then you won't people won't take it and consequently then if they don't take it, it won't affect it won't affect it. So really what's gonna end it is you get enough people to actually take the vaccine and enough people have caught the disease to become immune. And that will probably be the latter part of next year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um I was telling people uh you know, I'm a real big science guy and you know, everybody like, oh, you know, listen to the president and all this stuff, and you know, oh, we, you know, within six months we'll have this. I'm like, dude, like, you, do you know how long just just the trial? So not the 
the science to actually finding something that potentially will work. But just the trials, how long the trials are, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, you're looking at, and this was in, in, I bought my house in March. So this was just maybe early March or so. And I'm like, man, like, you got a year minimum of trials. That's in a perfect world, you know? You know, I didn't mention one other thing too that I was reading about, right? You know, a lot of the uh, side effects don't come about to six months to a year later. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> seriously, it doesn't. Jeez. So, how can you how can you get enough people to take it? How can you know whether it's safe until you really don't know until six a year later? Yeah. Because I'm, uh, you know, I've been reading about this kind of crap, right? The first time they came out with a polio vaccine, it was killing. That's what I'm saying. Come on, it was killing. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be followed about. They right. Right. I want to be a part of 35 percent. That's not going to take it. Uh, well, I'm going to take one. I'm going to take it, but I ain't going to be the first one. <laughs> 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 that's funny. Um, the house. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I, I really appreciate you guys bringing me on. Um, um, you know what I do. It was top or second of me or anything else you wanted me to sort of talk about. Um, so we, so we can just kind. Of, I, I just kind of want to jump right into um, kind of what me and you have, have been talking about. Just uh, um, I think I think you like you put it perfect. Like I think on one of the emails was uh, like just smart money habits you know what i'm saying like like just what to do like because it all it all starts with that you know what i'm saying like so i was talking about you know being responsible you know putting money into my house or whatever but like if i had the extra money i was talking about being reckless which is not a good habit you know what i'm saying uh but it all starts with that it all starts with allocation of funds and and where to put some money and stuff uh so i, I think i said we start there all right well, let me sort of counsel my clients on, okay? And this is what I really try to work with them on, okay? Is, so first off, no rational human being is going to go to work every day and then save every nickel of that money. Yeah. You are not going to reward yourself, right? So then really what you need to do is get really good at setting a budget for yourself, okay? And then making sure or that when you complete that budget, put in there for short-term and also for your long-term savings. And then anything else, it will be what I would call discretionary income. And then you just spend that money you can call spending at that point. Okay. Then <laughs> you are putting money aside for your short-term goals. You take care of all your bills. And then you turn around and you can spend your money have your fun, right? And... I will tell you like I tell everybody else, right? So here, I need a secret to becoming filthy rich. Develop a job that you like to reduce the income, spend less than you make, say the difference, and live. It's truly about discipline. And the first part of that is really all about developing that budget yourself to make sure that you can stay within that budget. Now, the problem is it takes a while for you to, you know, 
to hone that budget in right. so you can feel comfortable with it. Right. But once you get it home, and I'm not going to say it's an absolute thing because it, it will make you feel that you're punishing yourself. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you what the self-talk going to be, okay? Man, it's supposed to piss me off at work. I deserve this. <laughs> and when you start hearing yourself say that, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know you need to stop. <laughs> you <Get a beer. laughs> mm-hmm. And just calm down. No, seriously, you do. You just have to really just sort of calm down, right? <laughs> and then, eventually, once you, and the, the bigger part of it is what you want to say for those goals, okay? Shift it in your mind to where it's going to be like a mortgage. You're going to do it every month. And you, if you get through the first four or five months of that, it just becomes automatic to you. And you'll think, why didn't I do this earlier? But there is a pain, right? So, you know, I got my wife, she, you know, she puts a lot of pressure on me, right? So <laughs> I, I was saving up. I was saving up for a car, right? Yeah. I, I was saving up for a car. She said, "You being, you, you cheap. You being real cheap." I know. You know, so when she said that, it, it sets something off of me, and I just, I'm spending here, I'm spending there. And, you know, I just spent most of that car money that I'm, that I'm trying to buy, and I'm like, wow, I got, now I got to wait for five Wait a minute. Remember what I just said? You said, but that's what you said to yourself. Damn, I've been working hard on it. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Everybody goes through, um, and it can be a cost-benefit analysis, right? And the first mm-hmm. thing you think to yourself is, Will I get more joy by spending this money right now versus thinking about whether I can buy more stuff later? Mm. And I'm telling you, most people they say, I can get it right now. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize, though, what they never, I mean, what they haven't, you know, okay, I need a technical term for this, you know, it's called a, uh, an opportunity cost, okay? But what that really means is this if you had saved that money, and has some interest to go to it or stuff later. Because the only reason why you save money when it comes to retirement is so that one day, wherever you're working at, and I know you probably really enjoy your job, right? But <laughs> at some point in time, you're going to pick You know, I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So money just gives you the choice to be able to move on. So, whereas if you don't have the money, you don't have the choice. Don't have the choice. I, I got you, cause that, that that makes perfect sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, like uh, like time buys you options. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got enough time where you can make different decisions. But if you, you know, if it's crunch time, then you know you might have to go a more direct route. Just with in general, I'm just speaking in general. Uh, but time buys you options. That's true. So, so I think I think you're you're, you're uh, that's a pretty good plan. Now, so how do you go about implementing it? Like, like, so, so do you, do you, you said think of it like a mortgage payment. So, should that be how you set up your savings? So your savings should be your your short term should be a fixed amount per paycheck. Your your short term, long term, along with your bills, your mortgage. Like, should you, should you look at it as like an actual bill, like you're paying yourself? So, well, yes, that that's actually how you should do it, but. You asked me a more deep question about how how do you figure out what amount you should set to it, whether it's a fixed amount of stuff. Okay, so I generally tell people if you 
or whatever your gross pay is and figure out how to save that amount, that's a real good, uh, that's a sweet spot. Uh. Okay, to be able to make sure you get whatever you want. Normally, if you can set aside 15% or whatever your gross is, that'll help take care of what I would call your emergency funds, right? So in your house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The, the uh, uh, refrigerator go bad. Hey, hey, I, I, I don't know how you know, but he got two for two right there. <laughs> so, so what you? So here's the thing, friend. When something bad go like that, right? I'm, I'm gonna use the refrigerator go bad, okay? So your choice then is, you know, don't buy food, or put it on the credit card. What the hell are you gonna do? You gonna put it on the credit card? Right. So then what happens when you do that though? That I won't just call it a thousand dollars. You spend for that credit, I put that in a refrigerator. You're on the money. <laughs> <laughs> that thousand dollars, by the time you pay that damn thing off, is fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars. And if you could do give you a fifteen, if you could actually ratchet it up to twenty percent, then you'd be really in the sweet spot. But you know, it's baby steps where you got to get that done, though, too. You just can't do that overnight, right? Right. But my point is, w- once you do that, you become what I would call a net saver versus a net borrower. Because then you, if you're on the saving end, you funneling that money to folks that can't handle their budget and throwing everything on credit cards and stuff, and you get the interest, as opposed to you being on the other end of that when uh, you're paying interest. And the interest, the right. The okay. Ah, Okay. No, yeah, yeah. I do. I'm taking notes. Yeah, that's so, right. yeah exactly. Can I, can, I get, can I get to the one subject we, you, you sent me the email on that I am really passionate about, okay? You asked me about the fiduciary duties for, you know, financial advisors like myself and, that's, and you know, people in my industry, period, right? And that's a real sore subject with me, and I'm going to tell you why. So, so wait, before, before, you, before you go into just just... Explain to everybody like what what that actually is, um, and how important it is before you say how you feel about it. Okay, so what that really means is this: is that, that I, under the current rules that we have to operate under now, it is mandatory for me to give you all the ups the upfront information to be able to know if I have any conflicts of interest. You know how much I get paid on any kind of investment, right? If I've done some dumb shit, I have to be able to direct you to the websites on the government websites so you can see what I did. Mm -hmm. That sort of stuff. So I want you to think of it like this, right? In banking, they call it, it's called asymmetric information. When you go to a banker to try to um, borrow money from the banker, right? It is in your best interest to never tell them about nothing about you as little as possible, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. And that's why they dig so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know that's the case, right? right. Now, from, from your standpoint, you coming to me. I got all the information. It's a matter of me deciding if I won't give it to you, you Give it to you, right, right. The decision. And sometimes, in my industry, we hide the information. Ah. And that's why everybody's going to be pissed off at us. The fiduciary rules made it where we all have to divulge the information to the people up front. Now, the 
give them that information so they can know where we're coming from. Mm. Disclose all the fees for the accounts, how we get paid for every investment and that sort of stuff. That make that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect so sense. When, when did those rules start? Okay, so here was the thing. It actually started under the Obama administration. Really? Uh, but they did it under the, the, what's called the Department of Labor. Okay? Huh. And the Department of Labor only handles stuff for like IRA accounts and retirement accounts. Okay. So this was the situation we were in at that point in time, okay? For me, or I was talking to you about your retirement account, I had to divulge all that stuff. If it wasn't an IRA account, it was really like, um, here's how the rules are really set up. You know how you said you went and bought that car? When you buy, basically what that uh, salesman, his duty is, is to give you a product that's good at the time of sale. Once you take the car for a lot, it ain't his problem anymore. Drive out his hands. <laughs> right. They done. They done. Yeah. They paid, they out. That's exactly what they do. <laughs> That's how it was for us on what we call all the other investments outside of IRAs and non-qualified accounts. Hi. We had to make sure that I basically was not taking your grocery money. Right. Once you took it, it was on you. That's so crazy but to me. That whole thing got. Uh, it, it was no different than you buying a car, a washing machine, a, 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 a anything. That's so crazy, man. It's <laughs> crazy. But, but, starting actually at the end of June, it goes across the board with everything now. Oh, okay. So now we have to do it with everything, which is what I thought we should have done in the first place. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that, right, is. I always, I decided when I first came in this business, right, I was going to operate completely differently, right? Because I knew that that was the reason why people did not want to deal with us, because they couldn't trust us. So right. I would be the one that would be an open book the whole time. Because in my if I do that, you go around and tell your friend, you know, I finally found one that's actually honest. And you tell everybody about it. Yep. Yep. So it would make my job in the long run so easier. much easier. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm, that's why I really have always been passionate. And, 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 and quite frankly, the other thing that used to bother me when they would be fighting over you, like, implement those rules, I used to always think to myself, if we in this industry didn't do bad things, there'd be no need for the rules. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, so what you said was something I didn't know, that... that was relatively recent, like you said, under the Obama administration. Like you, you would think they would think they actually got mixed during the rules of the Obama administration put into place. Got mixed, and then I don't know. I think it just slid slid under the radar screen of Trump. He wasn't paying attention to his tweeting or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the rule came in under. Remember, I told you before it was under the Department of Labor. Right. Yeah. Now, now it's under the broader umbrella, umbrella of the Securities and Exchange Commission, and they regulated everything for okay. see, all products. See, here, a lot of stories about like athletes and celebrities, oh. you know, that got you know sent to the cleaners and stuff like that. Like, how does something like that happen? You know, even though they're seeing the money coming in or whatever, but how does it get to the point where 
they just broke. They don't have any money. Like, how does that even happen? So you'd be surprised. You would be, you would be absolutely surprised. It's like the lottery winner. Did you ever know anybody win the lottery? No. I don't think it's anybody, and I've, I've read these stories over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. The, the people that win the lottery get a big chunk of money thrown at them. Usually in 18 to 24 months, they file a bankruptcy. Let me, let me tell you why that really happens, though. I take an iteration, right? You win the lottery here in the state of Ohio, okay? What do they make you do? Stand on TV with that big check. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. then guess what? Guess what happens? Everybody calls you to loan you money. Mm-hmm. To try to get that money. You got uncles, aunts, cousins, nephews. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> come on, kick me out. And guess what happened? And I'm telling you, it don't, and then at that level, I mean, you know, for the athletes, you had a 50% tax break. That's insane. They got to pay the agents. They got to pay the agents 10, 12%. So net, net, they about like 35, 38% of that money. Yeah. And most of them get in real trouble, but just not. So that's what I was thinking. So, so do you, if 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 we, you know, tomorrow Monday, man, we we grab some guys from the gas station, get a scratch off, and we we win big tomorrow. Once we get our, so let me say, we big. Yeah. First thing you do, you call me. Second thing you do, <laughs> you change your phone number <laughs> and, and give me that phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, I like. I like it. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, man. Like, you know what? That's look. That as funny as it is, though. Oh yeah. Now I've had this number for a long, long time. Like, oh, it's it's off. <laughs> this number. This number is different. <laughs> this number is different. So like, do do you? So that's what you. That's what you uh, suggest people do, though. Like you go immediately and get like. Uh, count it like a financial. Somebody's gonna help you put the money where it need to go. So, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Okay. The very first thing you should do is probably get that money. Go. And I'm being very serious about this. Mm-hmm. Though, to a good CPA to handle your taxes for you. Go find you a, a good financial advisor. Go find you a good attorney to work with. And that takes a little while to do it. Whatever world you was in at that point, you can stay in that world for a few more months. Get that together. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I'm disappearing. Like, you know, that's stuff that you never think about. So, you know, when you, and I, I don't play the lottery at all, but, you know, you got some of the people that do. Uh, so, look, so I, I have the thought process, but about the stock market, I know it's a, a longer, slower burn, but sometimes I'm like, man, like just X, Y, Z happen, and 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 um, you know, I just end up in a position where I'm able to kind of do whatever it is that I want to do, and, and like the, the last thing on my mind is like, oh, I probably should f- get some financial assistance because I'm a professional at dealing with money for the most part, you know what I'm saying? But when we talk about, you know, what I'm saying a million plus. Uh, 500,000 plus, you know what I'm saying, like, like big, big money, I have no, you know what I'm saying, what to do with that, what, like, what to do, like, at all, and the last thing I think about like that, and I think a lot of 
forget that, yeah, you got to pay taxes. Like, you, you know, you think just because you take a lump sum and you don't got to pay taxes on it. You think uh, all these other people. Yeah. So, first off, whenever they take the tax, they only take out 20%, which is what the law requires. But you are clearly going to be at least 40% or so. Right. So, you still got to come up with the rest of that money later on in the year when you file your taxes. <laughs> And Emmanuel, let me let me say something else to you though too. Hmm? It don't have to be. I'm gonna say something else to you too though. It doesn't have to be, you know, that you get um, like a big windfall from the lottery. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna do a little simple math for you. Okay. You said you're 30 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So 30 years old, and I'm gonna just say, for the sake of you know argument, that you're only making 40 grand a year. Okay? Mm -hmm. I, want you, I want you to think about this for a second. If you never got another raise in your entire life, by the time you reach 65, do you realize you would have had $1.2 million go through your hands? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is a simple math, but no, I never thought about it. No. <laughs> now, I would argue you should probably talk to somebody. Give you some thoughts on that money is going through your hands. So, so, so wait, let me say, let me just say this real quick, just off of what you said. Now, if I'm listening to this, like, I'm so, like, that is one of the greatest points I've ever heard made. It, like, dude, we, we've been doing shows since 2012. That's one of the greatest points I've ever heard made, ever, was that <laughs> you don't have to be a large sum of money at one time. Think about the money you have now, and if you was to take that money and do what you're supposed to do in the beginning, like you will be better off. Like I've never, like that is one of the greatest points I've ever heard made on our show. Wow! <laughs> I don't even know. That's so crazy. Think about it: forty grand a year over thirty years. That's one point two million dollars, right? That's so. That's crazy, man. That's so crazy. I never. You. It, it's, <laughs> It's so genius that it doesn't make sense to me. Like, <laughs> you need to probably talk to someone because you don't know what you don't know. Very good. Ah, that's very good, man. That's that's a very good point. That's you good. Forty thousand dollars a year. That's crazy. And that's a truth that you never got never gonna raise. raise. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. It's gonna be a Wow. But if you don't believe me, <laughs> no, it's just. And I have to show them this social security statement because it shows you every every dollar you made through the course of your life. And add that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at this social security statement. That makes so much sense, man. I've been working since I was 16. But, uh, I'm 32 now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need. I need.
that were really jacked up. And they had to take them to a bankruptcy first, but still was able to turn them around and get them to a point where they could retire. And I started with them when they was in their 50s. It took a while to get them turned, get them turned around, but it can happen. But that's a lot harder. It shouldn't be that hard. Oh, I, I, it's a lot easier. I bet. It's a lot easier having somebody like you. Uh oh. <laughs> so, so I'm and, good. You got it. And then turn around, and put you on the right path. And as long as I can get somebody young to be disciplined, because oh, yeah. at the end of the day, remember that how I told you how you feel well? Mm-hmm. Develop it income, unless you make, say that the difference is a little bit. You'd be to save a big chunk of that $1.2 million. That's so crazy. So even... If you think about it, if you give, if you give that 20%, you, you'll be fine. That's, now, that's what I'm about to say. Especially because you think over the course of your life over 30 years time right or you should be and I want you to pick up it in the reverse too okay the reason why this is so important let's say for the sake of argument that if you need $40,000 a year when you get to retirement to be able to maintain your standard of living right let's say you retire at age 60, okay? And let's say you, you know, relatively good health and you live 20 years in retirement, which is not, you know, impossible to do. Mm -hmm. Do the math on that one. 40,000, 20 years, that's $800,000. Did you need, did you go be spending? You need to put some thought in to get that money together. That's so crazy to me. Like, like the the math is is. I mean, it's straightforward math. Like, it's no trickery to it. Like, it's just straightforward. This ain't quantum physics. Yeah, that's addition subtraction. Yeah, that's. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, when you think about it, it's just ah, this is so much money. Like. Ah, that's crazy. So Angela Granberry. Oh, no, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go with the comment. All right. So Angela. I was gonna say. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna let me come back on your show. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh. part two already. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me see. So so Angela Granberry said hello, Eric, and welcome to Epiphany Media. Uh, I'm Byron's mom. Uh, we attended Hamilton together. Uh, she said good. Hey, yeah, she said, uh, she, as soon as we posted, like, the little flyers, she admitted, like, oh, I know Eric. She was excited. <laughs> um, let me see. She said, uh, good. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. She said, uh, good information on saving money. I started in January of this year. I have 20, I don't, she's saying two grand. You got a period in there. I don't know what she's saying. Uh, $20, $20 each pay. Oh, going to, oh, oh, yeah, I'm an idiot, my bad. $20 each pay my savings, have not touched it. Uh, and I've been banking, I've been banking for 40 years. Like, she's been, like, in banking years, and she just started January of this each pay. Um, so, here, you know, and let, let me just say one other thing, too. Because I always get this question, too, with people, right? Um, which is the best investment in and I always have to, you know, um, do a little bit more and, and get in the basic information from them. 
Because it really just depends on what the actual goal it is that you save it for, okay? So let me get let me get an example, right? <clears throat> if you, you turn around and tell to buy a car next year, I'm gonna tell you one time that's you tell me that I'm gonna put this money that for one that's twenty years down the road, I'm gonna tell you it's gonna be this kind of investment. Right. And also I gotta really want you to find out you know, level of comfort with investments because all investments tend to go up and down over the course of the time, right? Yeah. And it's really, what I always tell people is this, right? <clears throat> you will never convince me that um, any investment is a bad investment. But what happens though is people have the wrong expectation for that particular investment. And then they think it was wrong. And the wrong uh, expectation for that investment going into it. Hmm. And it's working with a financial advisor. You can set the proper expectations for the investment and you and it will tend to work out given enough time and it's diversified by, by when I say diversified, think of it like this. You ever heard the old saying, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we're talking about. You know, I always sort of tease people and tell them, right, when I'm trying to uh, get them to understand the concept of diversification, that um, we all need water to survive, right? Without it, you would die. Yep. You get too much of that shit, you drown, though. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. It's a good point, man. You know, what kind of swimmer you are. Right, right? yeah. That's a good point. Because I'll get people that will turn around and um, one of the problems we run across, right, is individuals that will uh, be working at a company and they're getting stock in their retirement account and they start talking about how great their company is and stuff. And they hope for retirement accounts in one stop. And I just cringe every time. Whoa! That's me. That's, that's me. We got you. Hey. Because, hey, hey, I used to work at uh, Sharon Williams and they give you, like, now you buy this. Sharon Williams doing this, and Sharon Williams doing. Just wait to 2020, man. Sharon Williams, we got a plan to do this. Like I was that guy. Like you, you were a thousand percent right. <laughs> so I, 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 I say this. I had a friend lady that uh, started out in Ohio Bell. They worked to they moved to AT and T. They eventually moved to, to Lucent, right? Mm. And she retired, and I was, I mean, I literally was, I almost stood up on, the, on my desk screaming, we got, we can't have it. Oh, it's been a good company, go up, go down, you know. And, I'm thinking, and I told that little story about the water, right? <laughs> and, when, and when that dot-com bubble burst, yep. that damn stock was from 70 bucks a share, and, and it went down on the first trip down. It went down to 40. Oh. So she oh. had lost pretty much 35% of her retirement. Right. And so I, and then she let me sell about a third of it. And do you know she ruined that son of a bitch all the way down to $5 a share? <laughs> That's so terrible, man. She, she froze. Uh. She froze. You know, because what a lot of people, you know, the first thing people tend to do when they see something like that, when they get afraid, they freeze. Right. It just, yeah, it, you know, no matter what you say, and I just felt so bad. So that, so that one, I'm like really big on. Ah, that makes so I'm much really sense. I'm really big man. on that.
I, it, it makes so much sense. I, I remember when me and you when we first talked on the phone. I was telling you uh, uh, when I was I was talking to you know the financial people or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like you know, I just want to. <laughs> I, I I hated so much thinking back, like just being young and just not knowing about it. Like, well, I just want to put everything, you know, I just want more shares of the company. This and that to do is like, like now I'm not telling you what to do with your money. He's like, but uh, you probably want to diversify a little bit. I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's doing so well, and you got a good plan to do this. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, so you, I shouldn't do it. He's like, I'm not. He's like, wait a minute, I'm not telling you what you should invest in. I'm not telling you none of this stuff. I'm just saying that you might want to diversify and not just put everything on one basket. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. But I'm like, oh, but the, but the shares. Look at it though. It's just, it just keep going up. And I was that guy when I just ain't know no better. Uh, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> so I, so I, I, I already tell people, right? Unless you at the very top of that corporation, yeah. and you got the inside information, yeah. I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by the time you find out, yeah, it's different. <laughs> is it going up? Ain't so far coming down. Oh, no. Yeah, no question. Me and Byron went through that with some some smaller shares. Like over this pandemic, we was thinking about staying in and jumping out and jumping back in. Like we we, we rode the wave, man. We rode the wave. So try, yeah, I, I you make what you're saying is absolutely sound advice. Unless you're at the top of the company, man, you you better just pay attention and don't don't freeze. <laughs> don't you freeze? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let me ask you this though. Yes, sir. So, uh, like he was saying, we were messing around with stocks. So I, I bought, uh, I was, I, what's that, a Novo or something? It was like six dollars a share. It went up to like thirty-five. Mm-hmm. But I, but I didn't uh, cash in right then. I waited the next day and went down to like twenty-something dollars a share. <laughs> like soon as it made that jump, should I immediately cash out right then and there, or should I wait? What you buying for? We'll get out. That's why you go right back to my story. I just told you. Yeah, then you get out. (laughs) (laughs) You get out. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You went right to the story. I was like, oh, all right. Look, look. Okay. So if if it's a short term investment, I can think of very few instances where you want to fund that with, with any individual stock. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it's a long-term investment, I can think of a lot more reasons to buy long-term stock right. and hold it. Right. Because of, of, think of the thing, right? <clears throat> um, there are many people that have talked about how uh, Bill Gates is, you know, an absolute billionaire now, right? How great it is to get mine, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what nobody, nobody ever thinks about, though? The whole time he's building this company, you know how that stock was going? And what did he do? <laughs> Held on the entire time. Yep. Now, great. He was at the very top, though, too. So he had a lot more control over the company. Right. But I'm going to tell you, there was a lot of people that was at Microsoft that were janitors that walked out of that millionaire. I bet. Mm. I bet. <laughs> now, what I'm saying is they, they put the right expectation on it, and it was a long-term investment. Right. Ah, that makes so much sense. If it's a short let me tell you what you should do. 
make sure, like I said before, you run your budget. And if you got extra discretionary money, go to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> Flashing lights there, you know, it's, it's some noise maker or something to, to keep your attention a little bit, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So let me see. So, so Angel said, uh, she said, uh, I guess it's like a two part question because I want to kind of build on what she said. She said, When is the right time to invest and should you have a set amount saved before you do so? So, that I, I guess that can be kind of part one. Um, but then part two, I think. Like you were saying, like uh, depending on what the end game goal is for you know different people, like so when when you're in your twenties and your thirties and your forties, is it a different level of like aggressive investing, like just different you know age brackets, or is it more of like whatever the goal is, even if you're twenty? So so here's the thing that I will say, right? Um, I always tell things in the foremost story. I'm sorry about that, but yeah, that's how fine. I am, right? But Think of it like if you building a house, right? If you're asking me when is the right time to invest, I will always tell you right now. Right now, yeah. In the start now, yep. okay? If you're asking me should you have, what type of investment should you get into first, I'm going to tell you when you need to build up what I call an emergency fund or cash reserve for yourself anywhere from that three to six months of your state uh, of whatever your income is. In case something happens that's really bad, like I don't know, a pandemic. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Some far fetched like that. But <laughs> we just need that one example. Right. <laughs> okay. Or, but let's say, um, I'll give you another example, right? Uh, a storm comes through, tears up your roof, and you got your homeowner's insurance. They pay that $5,000 for the deductible. You probably need to have some money set aside that cash reserve for yourself for that sort of stuff. You have to determine what your comfort level is on that cash reserve. Then that's when you start putting money to side into other different types of investments and balancing between different types of either stocks or bonds or uh, different types of mutual funds and that sort of stuff. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so do you, do you do you like personally or or I'm assuming. You you wouldn't have a preference. Like you would you would also, but like, uh, do you have a preference for like stocks or bonds? Both. Both. Okay. Seriously. Okay. Both. Let me let me tell you why. Okay. Um, that whole concept of diversification that I was telling you about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you a little fancy term we use. It's called correlation. Okay. But what that basically means is this. Typically, let me tell you what happens, right? If stocks are going up, bonds don't tend to be going up. Right. Okay? But when stocks are not going up, guess what tends to go up? Bonds, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of, you know, the ride being like this, it's sort of like this. It's a lot smoother ride. You can jump, okay. And and then I ain't got to have a conversation with people telling the right that, uh, I sort of joke with people and tell them, look, at the end of the day, right, 
it's a, if, if it's like a roller coaster ride, as long as you keep your soul and don't jump out the cart, you'll be fine. That's pretty valid, man. <laughs> Psychology licenses to convince others. No, I just would try to logically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, like, I'll give you an example, right? Um, right now, we're going through a phase, right? You see, my shirt is blue, right? We got a hard 35% of the country that said, This is dead. <laughs> So we can't even agree on what's real. Yeah, right a... <laughs> but it makes it a lot easier if we all agree that my shirt is blue. Yeah. And move from there, right? <laughs> oh, I they want to believe it's red, though. <laughs> that's the world they want. Ah, that's so good, man. <laughs> they gonna make this and this, this and that amount. Which is uh, she's our she's a social worker, psychologist, therapist uh, lady. She 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 got one of our uh, 
Once she got her own show on our platform, so special extra little shout out to Ebony J. Um, she said, uh, so after you say three months of income, next, uh, I'm sorry, next is investing, question mark. Uh, is real estate a good investment? Uh, so, so another two-part question, let me just add on to that. So after you answer her question, can you just tell us about your advice over, uh, um, I guess, investing over, uh, or I'm assuming you want to uh, or pay off your debt before you invest? Uh, what should be your, your next step, I guess? So, so this is this is the thing that I try. Let me answer the first part of the question. Hmm? Real estate is an excellent investment. Real estate is an absolutely excellent investment. As long as you develop the expertise and you have what I call the fire in your belly. So be, I mean, if you manage individual homes or apartment buildings and that sort of stuff, you got to have a real fire in your belly to be able to do that. Um, but um, it's an excellent investment. You, you asked me, but I will say this though, if you're investing in individual properties, I will probably have, uh, have a conversation with you about having a little bit more than three year expenses set aside because there are a lot of things that could happen in a real estate investment that could flip you completely upside down hmm. and you, and but if you had the cash, it wouldn't be a big deal at all. <laughs> extra costs, extra costs, especially let's say flipping houses. You working on a house and something came up, now you got to come out more cash. Correct. Yeah. That's one thing. You get through that whole process, you end up putting more money in to be, you know, to get it up to code and stuff. Mm -hmm. You get your first tenant in three months, and then they don't pay you. Or, or, or even, or even I would think worse than that would be uh, kind of an issue that my friend ran into. And he, he, he does that from time to time. Is uh, it took longer to get like somebody to, to flip, actually do the flipping of the house um, before they can get somebody to sell a house to or to get it. So it ended up sitting for far longer. You know, since so all this money that he like he, he couldn't afford another investment without getting rid of that house first. So he was kind of stuck at a spot where. Um, he was working and stuff, but you know, he, he was it was much tighter than I'm sure he would have liked it to be because of those unforeseen right. things that pop up. Right. You still gotta maintain paying the taxes on the property. Yep. You still gotta service the debt on the property. Yep. Unless you bought it for cash. Yeah. So I'm saying you probably so again I will say Every investment is a good investment. Have the proper expectations with that investment. Let me ask you this though, since we are talking about real estate, do you think it's better to buy a house with uh, getting a great cash? So that's that's a that's a loaded question. Again, it really depends on your particular circumstances for that. In um, because also too, you know, there's lots of different things that go into that. Um, are you able to write out the net amount would be? If you turn around, give a quick example. <clears throat> I will tell you that here in the city of Cleveland, okay, or in Northeast Ohio, I'll say that, okay, homes tend to appreciate about five to six percent a year, okay. Um, would that money be better in the real estate? Or would it be better in um, the stock market? 
And if, if you've got too much in the stock market, I'm going to tell you that you probably need to be looking at some real estate. Again, that whole diversification thing. I'm going to go back to uh, that. So that's a very, it's just not an easy question to answer without sitting down and getting a lot more information from the person for their specific personal situation to be able to find out if it's the right thing for them. Okay. There is, in, in investing, there is no such thing as um, this. Okay. So that's. There is no such, there is. The, no, go ahead, my bad. I, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. I just uh, so some you said that and and I, I would think it would be common sense, but something I didn't, really didn't pick up on until now is when you say diversify, you're not talking about just in your stock portfolio. You know, so you're not talking about um, just in your um, uh, real estate investment. You're talking about like all of it, like divert, like get in, like it, like diversify all of it. You have to look at the entire position that you're in with everything. Right. You got to take what we call a holistic approach to it, because you can't do it in silo. If you do, it tends to blow up on you. Right. Ah, and, that's good. And quite, quite frankly, that's the reason why they don't. In, in my business, um, we we do financial planning with with people, right? so that we can look at all different areas to see how it will uh, affect you in all different areas, right? Because like, just like you said on that real estate investment, right? The act on your taxes. So we need to look at that. Ah, okay. That's gonna have an impact on your long-term retirement too, right? We need to look at that. Ah, you're right. There's gonna be problems each one of them, right? That's gonna have an impact on your cash flow. We probably need to look at that too, right? <laughs> so it's not an easy answer to give you when I sit down and getting a lot more information from you. And also too, um, you know, even in the worst case scenario, you you get into it, you get ill, you pass away. If you got kids or a spouse or something, that's not a huge impact on them. We probably need to talk about that too. Oh. That's a good point, man. Ah, so it's, it's it's so much more to it than than, than uh, just money, man. Yeah, it's so much more to it. Ah, it, 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 it's really just a matter of um in that in that whole process uh what I was telling you about with the financial planning um a big proponent of that what we call it, asset allocation and looking like you just said how you diversify across all different areas, right? And the impact that that would have on you in the short term, medium term, and in the long term. Diversify your portfolio correctly, then you take a loss in your stocks, but you're still up in your real estate. I, yeah, I, yeah if, if, you, if you're right, well, then that's exactly what would happen. I never thought about, I never even thought about this uh, <laughs> ever. And I was like, interesting. Yeah. Like, so, hmm. so do you do you subscribe to having? Um, I'm, I'm assuming yes, as a, you know, as a financial guy. But how, how many, like, as far as income, you know, I hear people like Dave Ramsey or you know all, all these people that say, uh, you know, you should have five streams or seven streams of, of, of income, different streams. Um, so do you feel 
So how do you feel about that as far as like money coming in, but also money going out? Like, do you feel like like invest? Do you feel like you should be as diverse as possible, or should you stick to like I said, carrying your belly for real estate? Then you should, you know, have some some stuff in in, uh, in shares and stocks. Some fire burns for you. Like like, do you feel like you should have like a bunch of streams going out as well as coming in? So here's the thing, right? I, I will say no uh, magical formula for everyone to be able to say you should have three, four, five different um, streams of income. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people that have one stream of income doing incredibly well. <laughs> but all they maintain that one job through the course of their life. Okay. And they got more money than they ever need. Uh, so... Uh, I'm just saying it. It, it is. Uh, it depends upon the individual. Okay. okay. Hmm. It's case by case basis. Right. It's, it's, I hate. I hate. Um, I just don't like when people say that everybody should be this way. Right. That's like saying everybody should have a ship. Right. <laughs> right. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think this is mine. Maybe I'm working, okay, but that just don't make sense to me. I, I agree with you, man. That's look. That's one of the reasons why I, I hate self-help books and, and self-help counselors because they feel like they found the formula and that if everybody just do it this way, uh, you would come out successful too. And I hate it because I know it's it's not true. Like it's just not true, man. I hate it. So, so let, me, let me. I'm gonna tell you one little thing about it, too, okay? Um. Do you, you, do you remember when the real estate, I mean, back in 07, 08, when if everybody was buying real estate, right? Mm -hmm. And making a killing, right? Yep. Cool. And every commercial you've seen on TV was always about going in buying real estate. <laughs> so let me let you know a little secret, my friend, okay? If um, you see on TV a lot of infomercials for buying anything, let me tell you what that's a sign of. Because you should probably be selling that shit. <laughs> no, I'm going to be serious. Let me tell you why, okay? Think about this for a second, okay? <laughs> if you owned a bunch of gold, okay? And you actually thought in your own head that that price that gold was going to go up, right? Would you spend money on a commercial to sell that shit to somebody else? <laughs> Hell no, you wouldn't. <laughs> You would keep that quiet. You would tell nobody about it. If you thought, <laughs> oh, you ready to go down? You think I got too much of this shit? What would you do? You probably would buy an infomercial <laughs> and try to sell it, wouldn't you? It don't make sense. <laughs> So I was 2000, I was 17, and uh, I was coming out of high school like that, 2008, 2000, 2007, 2008. I was coming out. And I remember just going to, going to college, like going to college, man. And when I tell you, everybody was mad. Like you know, like I'm, I'm I just turned, like so I don't own nothing. 
Uh, I think my mom was renting at the time. So I, you know, I, I you know, public school system, they don't teach you nothing about investing and stuff. So I have no idea. But man, when I tell you, like, professors are mad. Like, teachers are mad. I mean, like, angry at, at kids. You know, we're freshmen. Or we don't know what's going on, but they're at everything. And all they're talking about is the stock market. And, you know, I don't have no idea what's going on. But I just know how many people it affected. You know what I'm saying? I know how they treated us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was a terrible experience, man. I was like... Like, you know, I would they, they angry. Like, everybody is angry. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a, you know, a snotty-nosed kid that just don't know nothing about, like, like, but you don't gotta, like, relax. Like, it can't be that serious not knowing that people are losing everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, you know what I'm saying? And I have no idea about it. Like, that's the, that's the crazy part when I think about, like, where we're at now, where the economy is, and, you know, 2008 or whatever, like, just how, like, I wouldn't say how much knowledge I've gained, but just how I look at stuff differently doing 18 year old because I had no idea. Man, just relax. it's only money. Like you'll make more of it. It's money. Like relax. You know what I'm saying? But not knowing these people were in their 50s. You know what I'm saying? And and they was on their way out and they thought everything was good, but that's not. The right. So I would, I would tell you one little thing that I learned from my father a long time ago. He said, "If you can't do something in your life, you can't do Kardashians have got us believing that we need a 
that movie. <laughs> oh boy, boy, oh boy, man. Kind of we, we, you know, it's a lot of stuff we actually don't need. I mean, just look at the just look how America's live, right? Going, and you know, people that's got all kinds of stuff stacked up in the house. They they, they ain't touched me. Yeah. It's true. That's, man. Well, it's just a, a excess. Like, you got so much stuff that they don't use. Hmm? Yo, we got these money issues, like this huge emotional tie to the stuff. And at the end of the day, money will not make you, or buying stuff won't make you happy or sad. Mm hmm. Money, only thing it gives you is choices. But in and of itself, it'll never make you happy or sane. Mixed up in their head, I think they'll lie. Ah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good, man. Ah, that's so good. Oh, um, well, uh, well, I, I don't know. Before we get out of here, I just wanna, I just wanna find out more, or, or you know, like just tell us, tell us a little bit more about you. Tell us more about you know what what you do with your company like like you know whether it's um, individual based if it's business based like just tell, tell us a little bit more about you and your background and and because uh, you know I'm, just, I'm, I'm interested. Talk my background. Okay? I pretty much been in Cleveland all my life, right? I uh, in the Air Force and I got a chance to do leave Cleveland for the six years. I've been like four years in England and two years in Wichita, Kansas. Boy, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in the case, um, and I've been back here all of and as it already has been mentioned, right? Uh, I was Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when I went to high school and Jeremy F. Kennedy and uh, uh, you know, again, I went to Cleveland State, right? Then when I, um, after I got out of the military, you know, I, I spent the first few years of working, really, I went to, I was in the insurance business. And I was this primarily because of the fact that I got tired of telling people every problem that they had, you need to buy some life insurance for it. I got tired of saying that. I want to throw up after a while. <laughs> and, I, and I've been here since 96, right? Because it allows me to have the opportunity to be able to work with and give them the full spectrum of all different investments, right? Either from, you know, individual stocks, bonds, working with. So this is, it is a very complicated thing, right? Where you got to look at, um, you know, if a person gets sick, you got to make sure you got the right protections in there for them to make sure that they you know, to still stay in their world and to become disabled or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, you want to make sure they have able access to whoever it may be if they, you know, um, be in a car accident or something crazy like that happens to them, too. And you've got to make sure, you know, that they are, you know, got a, a long-term plan together to be able to reach whatever goal that they're trying to achieve for themselves. Again, in the, the short-term, medium-term, and also for the long-term, too. So, um, to be able to give because money tends to give people um, a lot more peace of mind, and I just like to think of myself as being like that, that the quarterback to be able to take in the information from them and then feed them back. I sort of think of it like <clears throat> don't laugh at this, but I sort of I, I teach myself 
that I, I think I got a superpower, right? I think all this financial jargon, right? You hear all this stuff, and then come to people like y'all and translate it so you can understand it. Yeah, <laughs> God, that, that's, that's a real thing, because I couldn't do it. Not finances <laughs> and number, I couldn't do it. Exactly. <laughs> so, in, in a nutshell, that's what I do, right? Oh, man. That's, that's, that's so, like, I'm, I'm always amazed personally at people that, like, cause I, I'm, and I said I'm not, I didn't put the time in or whatever, but at this point in my life, I'm just, me and numbers have, we have a hate, hate relationship. And, uh, you know, I, you know as, much as, <laughs> as much as, as much as I try to, try to make it better at this point, like, it's just not, it's, it's not as smooth as I wanted to be. So anybody that, that can do any accounting, um, I don't care if you do taxes, like anything going with number and math and deductions and all this stuff that you, that you, that, you know, that you go through on a, on a daily basis. Anybody that can do that stuff professionally, like every day, I, so, I my hat's off to you every, every single time because I can't do it. That's how I feel about fixing my car. I could do it, but I'd rather pull myself and I have a sharp pistol to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I exactly. That's, it, I, that's, 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 right. My dad used to get so pissed off at me, right? Because he was, you know, always trying to get me to learn how to fix the car and all that sort of stuff. And I remember once he he just walked away from me and threw his hands up, right? I told him, I said, I told my dad, this is when I teen, I said, look, I'm going to make enough money to be a pay somebody. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> exactly. You don't even need to teach me. <laughs> I'm not going to pay no houses. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not And it's hard work. And it's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> when you can, use, you can use your brain to make more money than, you know, physical labor. Yeah. That's the way I And I like it. Hey, you like it, yeah, man. Hey, I, I think that's and I think that's underrated, man. Like, like you said earlier about real estate, like having that fire in your belly for it. Like that, that's that is underrated. Uh, I think me and me and Byron got in trouble. Uh, we were talking about um, social workers and stuff, and Ebony J got on us. She's like, no, that's not how it works. Cause if you ain't got the passion for it, like she, had, you know, she she ripped us up on the show one day. So I think that's severely underrated, though. <laughs>
We got to have an immediate business meeting after this uh, show. We, we got to put some stuff in, stuff in order. We, we need to have a, a serious conversation. <laughs> man, that's crazy, man. Ah, that's, ah, this is what I love about what we do is because like, some of the people, the people that you meet and they're like just how uh, completely and, and you know, what are the chances that you, you know my man's mom you know what I'm saying, from from middle school or whatever, like, like, but for, for, for like, what we do, uh, and, like, just the, the number of different people we can be and different experiences and people that can work with numbers, how we can't work with numbers, like, something that is, you know, and not down, but, like, something, like, just, like, where numbers or finance come easy to you or, like, you know what I'm saying, come easy to us or, you know, like, whatever, like, everybody got their own superpower, you know what I'm saying, uh, and we get to meet and, and hang out, you know what I'm saying, for a little while with other people, man. Check out other people's superpowers. Uh, it's, it's a great thing. Great. So I, I'll tell you this, right? I always have talked to myself, and great, and I'll tell you this. It's still like, you know, I learned that from the college through economics, right? If we didn't diversify like that on our jobs and stuff, mm. guess what? We'd all have to be farmers. Because otherwise, you'd never be in the society. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a Dropping gems, man. Yeah. And then we all help each other out. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I don't mind no no manual labor, but I don't wanna be in all day. Give me, give me back the uh, a- ancestral flashbacks, if you know what I mean. I don't want, you know. I'm, I'm glad that there are people as a farmer, because otherwise, oh, for sure. I don't have to do it. Gonna store and get that for sure, man. I don't, I don't want those an- ancestral flashbacks. I don't need them. <laughs> I don't need them. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today, man. This was most definitely a pleasure. I hope I was able to bring some value, and you know, even though I was, you know, laughing and joking around and stuff, right? But guys, I mean, I think this stuff is really kind of important, and I really do appreciate you guys inviting me on the show. Thank you for coming on. Man, that's sure. no problem at all. I, like, I, you know, I, I learned some stuff. I'm sure B learned some stuff. Uh, the audience seems to, you know, send that they were engaged and asking questions, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the people had questions that you end up answering before you know they can even ask them. So. Um, you know, we, you know, we just appreciate you, you know, coming on and, and, and just giving us some information and, and, you know, like having you back on for, you know, for, for a deeper dive into, you know, certain things or a specific topic, I think, you know, could only benefit everybody, you know. You know, again, I, I told you that before, I really have no problem with that. Okay. Um, I, I, I see this is my superpower and I did, um, in all sincerity, I really want to make sure this for themselves, and that will be a uh, much better world we'll all be in if people make better financial decisions. Because you have to do it right. It's something that's just not taught at school, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's kind of important. Thank you, guys. No, no problem at all, and uh, I, I'll definitely be in touch, and and and, and uh, so we'll we'll definitely uh, you know. I, <laughs> You, you hook now, man, so I'm going to use you as a resource, so don't be ignoring my emails and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, Eric, man. Thank right. you. Thank you, guys. So, uh, thank you. Man, that's super dope. Ah, that's super yes, dope. Man, I, uh, so, I can listen to that all day. Yeah, like it's so much. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's such a thing where it, it's something that you like to, but then like when when somebody able to like put it, you know what I'm saying? Into either words that you can understand or just like examples or stories that you can identify with. Then that's the like that's the truth. That's when that's when it's like that's where it all kind of clicks. You know what I'm saying? For me, especially dealing with, especially when you start talking. About, finances or whatever like that's the that's the way to go uh for sure uh, your camera went out uh b i don't know what happened i'm sorry uh well you know the screen there we go yeah, I got you. all right but no i mean like i, I yeah i really enjoyed it I, I hope y'all in the audience i hope y'all enjoyed it too um and, uh, you know, as long as you guys enjoyed it, we'll definitely uh, have them back for some more conversation, um, you know, and just different different financial topics. Like, but I, I think the stuff, the information that he gave us was was as far as uh, budgeting, you know what I'm saying, like investing, being diverse in your investments, uh, real estate. Like real estate, what he said about real estate was something that I, I always believe, like it's never bad, like it's better times, of course. But like having land or having something tangible that that can never be taken away from you is, is definitely the way to go. Um, so I'm a, I've always been a big proponent of that, and he just spoke so it's great. For sure. Um, when he was talking about uh, diversifying your portfolio, like you said, I always believed it was about stocks. You know, because it's used commonly with stocks all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's not you know, really what it is, you know. You got all your eggs in one basket and you lose all that money, like the story that we told about the lady that lost 35% of her retirement. That's like, wow, you were thought it just to lose it, you know, a couple of minutes. It's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, having real estate, you know, bonds, stocks, uh, Retirement savings, like anything I can, so you will, you know, so you'll be good, so you don't, you don't lose money at all. Like, it, it just, it, it makes I mean, not lose money at all, but, you know, so you won't go, so you won't be homeless, living on the street. Right. Like, it, it makes so much sense when you, when you say it out loud, when you think about, um, we think we think about the stock market and, you know, so how, how the economy is so up and down, especially through the pandemic. Where if you if you had real estate, you know, what I'm saying along with with uh, you know stock market, you wouldn't you wouldn't feel the pain so much that people would feel when you know the airlines went down or when the cruise lines went down. The people that lost all that money, you wouldn't feel it so hard if you were diverse in other things that wasn't just the stock market. And I'm shit, I'm impressed. I don't, I don't even know what else to say. That's impressive. Look, Warren Buffett came, took all his money out of. Uh, you know, the, the airlines, all, all that type of stuff. Excuse me, but he put it in something else. But Warren Buffett still has Berkshire Hathaway <laughs> yes. real, uh, yeah. you know, real estate. You know what I'm saying? other business ventures where he can still make money. Of course he lost some money, but it's Warren Buffett. He ain't, you know, yeah. he's still, you know, still one of the men, you know, richest men in the world. So, so uh, look, I don't got no problem with admitting this. When, 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 when Buffett got out of airlines, 
for y'all, yeah, hopefully y'all got some interest in stock market uh, crap that we, that we talked about. But like Warren Buffett got out of airlines because nobody was flying because of the pandemic and stuff. I'm like, man, you know, so he got out. Prices dropped so low for like the stock. And I'm like, well, the country had to fly sometime. Like, like eventually you're gonna have to fly. But I bought so many, <laughs> so many uh, stocks in, in different airlines and stuff. Uh, for it, it, it made a hard charge when they was talking. You know, when Trump was in this trash, and then. Then it filtered out as fast as it happened, and luckily I wasn't tied to it, so I was able to jump out when I started, you know, it's falling. But um, he's talking about. I think he, I think he know what he's doing. I mean, I'm like, oh, Warren, Warren's wrong on this one. I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beat Warren Buffett on this one. Shit, for a week maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he has powerful friends. It was like, look, this gonna be shut down for this long. Right. And announce it yet, but I. Telling you, it's like shit. I ain't lose that much money. <laughs> I dropped down to number five. So you let me. Know I mean? <laughs> right. So look. So you know we only got a couple more minutes here with y'all. Appreciate y'all as always. But uh, while we got y'all, just let us know. Like, what do you currently like? What do you currently invest in? Like, do you currently invest in real estate? Do you currently do uh, uh, you know a little stock trading here and there? Um, what, like what I, I don't know the different type of investments. Like, do you invest in bonds? Are you invested in gold? Maybe. Like he was talking about uh, <laughs> talking about people uh, people buying gold and all this stuff. And that's a very good point, man. When you start seeing uh, infomercials about stuff, you know, what I'm saying you probably want to get out of it. It's probably a good sign to get out of it. So, what do you guys currently invest in? Um, uh, we're not sponsored by. Any you know any any uh, uh, investment firms or anything, but uh, there are like ones for beginners and and um, you know ones where you can kind of play with you know little and I mean little to no money uh, just to kind of get a feel of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they got some where you can just buy fractions. You know what I'm saying? Which is great um, if you're interested in stocks and stuff. Like, but like, what do you do currently? Let's see. For my stock, first of all, oh, I only got one, and I mean one uh, investment in the stock. But I, bought, I got like seven shares. I'm just waiting for it to sell. And now I learn as soon as I see that number go up, I'm getting out of it. Jump out, yeah. Unless it's immediately. Yeah. I, look, you want to know what's funny is it's funny that you said that because I'm currently I'm all invested in me too. Uh, that that company, it's a high profile company that just had a split. So I'm actually uh, I'm feeling good right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm having a good day because it's just split this morning. Uh, it's a four to one. So if I had, if you had one share, now you got four shares. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm super excited about that. Whatever that company may be, feel free to sponsor us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right now I I, I kind of felt bad when I playing with you know a bunch of bunch of money, but. Like you said, you don't gotta have a bunch of money to 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 do the right thing or whatever. So that's gonna make me take a look at it. But uh, yeah, I'm currently investing in one company too, and I kind of just made me think about it when he had, he had mentioned it. Uh, so your mom says her 401k. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the one of those uh, investments that you kind of don't got a a say in. Kind of, you know, this is part of your retirement package and. 
See, we're gonna have a part two. I wanted to ask them, like a four hundred one k. Is it a better investment where you can take that money, you know, flip it faster? Because they always say, you know, say you know, instead of a four hundred one k, you can do this and have mm-hmm. more money, right. retire earlier. Some companies all they all they have is 401ks. A lot of them flip to like 403bs or something, and uh, that'd be a good question to find out like, what's the difference in those. Uh, Ebony J said, uh, "I haven't invested. I'm looking to start a few businesses." Well, the first thing you can do. You started one already. Yeah, yeah. You got a nonprofit, man. Look, so so he had his his uh, tips to getting rich or whatever, and. Uh, I'll tell you another, uh, another uh, a millionaire, some advice he told me was, uh, like, <laughs> this is what he said, and, and like the older I get, or the more I know about Donald Trump, it, it kind of feel like uh, he might not be as cool of a person as I, as I thought he was at the time. But he like, he said, you wanna, he said, you wanna, uh, so you wanna get rich, or, or you wanna spend your money, but keep your money at the same time? Like get a non-profit, <laughs> this is what he told me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which kind of sounds like a scam. Like you, you know what I'm saying? You spending money through the nonprofit, but then you keeping the money because you, you know, you get to the money back, like a tax break, a tax credit, or whatever. Um, so, you know, whatever the combination is, he didn't he didn't stack it up to, you know, at least a million a million bucks. So he must he must be on to something. But, um, uh, everything to the right thing, though. I think, uh, uh, investing. I mean, you already got your your uh, uh, nonprofit up and running. Not how you wanted to, but I know it's on the way. And um, getting a, a business to to add to your portfolio with that, uh, I think you'll be on the on the right uh, on the right track for sure. I know you had questions earlier about real estate, and you know you never a bad time for that. Like you said, it's a pretty good show, man. That's been a great good show. show. I, I'm, I'm, great show. Hey, I'm excited. You know, I, I, I got to give a shout out to our sponsor once again, Premier Window Door. Thank you for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, it's been a classic. So, you know, remember that, you know, you see the, the logo right there. Look down here. It's got all the information. You can go on the website, look at the nice doors that you can choose from, nice windows. And remember, 189 for window installation going on right now. Yeah. Um, 4Pro 313-1498 hit them up I hit them up and I was satisfied you're going to be satisfied too that's, that's the 8 the epiphany guarantee what's my <laughs> what's my man's name <laughs> his name is Dave if you want to be professional call me Dave <laughs> so I'm going to hit him up man. I got I got windows in, in the new crib that I got one window that I need to be replaced uh I, I just don't. I just don't like it. You gotta save money on that heat. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, right. One is enough, and it's not even a bad window. I just don't like it. And uh, for under two hundred bucks, man, if you can swap this window out for me, how, how can you beat that? Um, exactly. That's the premiere. Uh, I know I got the uh, the thing behind me, so it's probably kind of hard for y'all to see. But uh, the website and phone numbers at the bottom. Uh, let them know that Epiphany sent you. That's what we do here. Ebony yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, J said, I have a non-profit and a for-profit, under, both under ETC. Just be careful. Don't turn to Donald Trump on us. 
And then we'll have to say that we don't even know who you are. <laughs> uh, she said, great show. So thank you, Ebony J. Thank you all for, for uh, uh, watching and, and, and chilling with us and, and learning something. Hope you learned something. You got something to take away. Um, hopefully you, you had a good laugh or two. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to some growth. And, and hopefully you guys uh, get out there and start investing and, and diversifying your portfolios and make sure we're a part of it. Yes, sir. So remember to own your own and uh, diversify your portfolio. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's where I'm at. But most definitely remember to own your own so you can have those opportunities. To diversify, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, we most definitely see y'all next week. Looking forward to um, it, man. Nah, that's something we want to say. Nah, just looking forward to it as always next week. Looking forward to chatting with y'all since I promise I'll be more upbeat and not so uh, uh, hopeless. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Let's hey, let us, let, go ahead. Let, I was going to say, let us, know, let us know about our interview skills. Did y'all like the interview? Did y'all like that way? You know, we really haven't ventured into that, even though we did it a billion times with Epiphany Radio. But this is really our, you know, Epiphany Media interview. But, like, you know, let us know. What you think? Maybe you're planning another one for you know the next Sunday and the week after. Who knows? Yep. Or if you got topics that you want to define uh, extra for, we'll do that. If you uh, if you want to see less interviews, which I don't even know how that's possible when we only have one, <laughs> let us know that too. If we can improve interview wise, definitely let us know. Um, and uh, y'all better do it fast, man, because we got some other stuff lined up for y'all. So. Uh, just keep keep tuning in, man. Like you already know, we appreciate y'all. I said it a thousand times, but I can't say it enough because uh, you know y'all make it fun to do this. So, uh, like my man said, on your own. Uh, as always, salute to the city. Ugh. Safe, sitting safe. Look bad. All right, man. So we out of here. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Looking forward, to, looking forward to seeing y'all Wednesday talking some politics. Uh, if y'all need anything in the meantime, definitely hit us up. Uh, y'all take it easy and uh, we out of here.